Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining the Joseph Carlson Show. I'm in a good mood today, a very good mood for a couple different reasons. Now, one obvious reason why is you've probably heard the news that Pfizer announced a 90% plus effective vaccine for the coronavirus. Now, this makes me very happy for a couple, a couple reasons, lots of different reasons. One of them, we have a light at the end of the tunnel. That's one of the reasons why the coronavirus and the shutdown and the destruction to businesses, the people that have been dying from it, uh, the medical staff that has been swamped by it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. And that makes me very happy seeing that we're going to be able to get over this at some point, that there's some hope. We've been waiting for this. People that have wanted to see an end to the coronavirus are given a ray of hope with this announcement of this new vaccine. That's one thing that makes me very happy. Another thing that's made me very happy today is seeing returns, seeing gains of $4,500 in one day. So this has been a very good day overall. I'm up 3.47%. Many of the companies that I've been saying for a long time that they will benefit when things become more clear. When we get vaccines, when we get specific catalysts, these companies will be the ones that benefit from it. That's playing out. We're seeing a little bit of that today. Just in the past week, the past five days, my portfolio is up $10,900. That's 8.81%. That is a very good performance over the previous week. Just a couple hours ago, it was up over $20,000 total. So it traded down a little bit at the end of the market day, but overall, this portfolio is headed in the right direction. We have companies that are consistently paying cash flow, they're earning money in dividends, and we're making market gains at the same time. And this is what I like to see. So we're going to talk about all of it in this episode. I want to go over some of my holdings and highlight the ones that I've made the biggest gains with today's news and see my thoughts going forward with these companies. But first of all, let's take a look at why these stocks went up in the first place. Here is huge news with the CEO of Pfizer. What was it like when you saw the results, 90% advocacy? for your vaccine for COVID? It was exactly what you can imagine. Uh, It is a a great day for science. It is a great day for humanity. When you realize that uh, your vaccine has a 90% effectiveness. It was a great day for science, a great day for humanity, and a great day for value investors. That's what this is a great day for. The vaccine has a 90% plus effective rate. 90%. If you aren't familiar with the different uh, effective rates of different vaccines, over 90% is very good. That's right up there with some of the more known vaccines that we have that have been very effective in preventing different diseases from being spread. So a 90% plus effectiveness is terrific news. We were hoping for anything above like 70%. So 90% is fantastic. Now, he also talks about the safety of the vaccines. What type of data have we seen with the safety? This is probably the biggest concern of people that are going to take it. Does this thing have any adverse effects? Does it have any really bad side effects? What are the safety concerns? You said no serious safety concerns that you observed in the trial so far. Uh, Tell us what you've seen there. What's it going to be like for people if and when this vaccine gets on the market to, to take these shots? I mean, after the second one, you do feel some side effects sometimes, right? Yes, we have published, as you remember, in our um, R&D day at Pfizer, unblinded safety data from uh, the first, I think, 6,000 patients. Now we have uh, uh, 36, almost 40,000 patients with uh, second dose already been given. And uh, it's exactly the same situation, hasn't changed at all. So the tolerability profile 
uh, it is among uh, the best. The safety is good with this vaccine. They have not seen any serious side effects or adverse reactions from the vaccine out of the, I think you mentioned like 36, 40,000 people that have taken it. So that's a pretty big sample size. And so far, he says, nothing to be concerned about with it. So this is good news overall. We have what right now looks like a safe vaccine that also is highly effective. But who's supposed to get it first? And how many doses can they make? How quickly? There are expected to be up to 50 million doses of the vaccine produced this year and up to 1.3 billion doses in 2021. So this is on schedule to happen right around the bend of this year, the new year. Uh, There's going to be 50 million doses, and then 2021, they think 1.3 billion doses. So practically everybody will be able to get one there. I'm guessing out of the 50 million, I've heard it mentioned many times that they assume that will go to people working in the healthcare industry that are most likely to be susceptible to running into the coronavirus. So I think when they first release the vaccine, it'll go to medical personnel, and then they'll continue to release it to other people that are the most at risk. So overall, this is very good news. But not all stocks react the same to good news. You can see the differences in the results between the different indexes. The NASDAQ, for instance, which tracks a lot of the companies that are technology-based and cloud-based, these have been the stocks that have really benefited from the stay-at-home environment. They've benefited from coronavirus. These companies have gotten hurt today. A lot of the most high-flying companies have been the ones that have had the greatest fall today. Whereas the companies that have benefited the most are small businesses and more value-oriented, low-PE ratio Dow Jones companies that have struggled in 2020. So I'm going to go through some examples of these. We can take some examples of companies that have done very well during the coronavirus. Costco is one of them. This is a company that has performed terrific throughout 2020 because Costco has remained open. It's Amazon-proof. Many people require Costco to really get all their basic necessities. So this company has traded up a lot this year. And today, with the news of a vaccine, it's down 5.36%. There's other companies that have even benefited more from the stay-at-home environment. Peloton is one of them. This company has gone up 350% year-to-date. It has benefited tremendously from the stay-at-home environment. People don't really want to go to gyms during coronavirus. They rather work out at home on their bike. Peloton offers those solutions. And today it's down 20.29%. 20% in one day. That is a massive drop. We also have companies like Zoom, the cloud company that lets you do online video conferencing. This is a company that has gone up over 700% year to date, seven times its market cap. And then this morning, it's down 17%. So obviously, a lot of these companies, Zoom, Peloton, Costco, you can pick any company that's been the beneficiary of the coronavirus. And this vaccine news came in and said, hey, the coronavirus might not be around for that much longer. All these companies trading at very high multiples on the premise that the coronavirus might be around forever. It might be something that never goes away. You might want to reevaluate how much you're, you're valuing these companies because they might not be quite as valuable as they are before. Now, I have a different opinion on this. I think that most of these companies that have been successful in 2020 and have had their valuations go up, I think that most of them will continue to do really well even after 2020. I think Peloton's going to keep selling bikes. I think Costco is going to continue growing their membership. And I think that Zoom is going to continue to get utilized and have year-over-year revenue growth. So I think all these companies are going to continue to do well. I don't necessarily agree with 
running out of every tech stock and moving them all into value stocks now. I don't think that that's the best move, even though there's a lot of momentum investors that are clearly going to be doing that. Now we can go through my returns on my portfolio. If you've been following the channel, a lot of the companies that I've been buying, a lot of the positions I've been building up have been built up on the basis that eventually there are certain catalysts that will play out over the next year that I think these companies will benefit from. I went over this in the last episode. And I want to highlight one part that I talked about just yesterday in the previous episode before this news broke. Here I am talking about negative factors in the market and positive catalysts. Listen to what I say about the coronavirus and the vaccine. I'll play this clip right now. And then we have the coronavirus, which again, I think is a temporary thing. We'll come out with better therapies and vaccines to be able to fight it in the future. All of these negative factors are temporary. The positive catalysts will happen. And I do not believe the market has fully priced in these positive catalysts. I think that people that invest right now and buy companies right now with these factors still existing will be rewarded for it in the future. And you can see that same thing playing out right now. Now, I didn't know they were going to announce a vaccine the next day, but my point still stands. These factors that bring down the market, that make investors wary about the future because the future is uncertain, these bring down prices. And when people buy in while these still exist, you're going to get better deals on these companies. If you wait until everything's crystal clear, until all these positive catalysts happen, until they release information about the vaccine and the market goes up 5% in one day, until the elections have already happened. If you wait until after that, you're going to be buying at higher prices. The same thing is going to happen with the economic stimulus and with the economy. If you wait until the economy improves to buy these companies, you'll be buying them at higher prices. This is why I've been building these positions for the last few months. I assumed that things wouldn't be too bad after the elections, regardless of the results. I anticipated that there would eventually be a vaccine or a therapy that would be effective. I think that people were going to come up with one eventually. That happened sooner than expected, but that was something that I fully expected to happen. And I fully expect an economic stimulus and a recovery of our economy. In my mind, that's a certainty. It's just a matter of when it will happen. So I'm building up these positions in anticipation that this stuff is going to happen in the future. But if you wait until it already happens, you're going to be buying everything at higher prices. So my suggestion is to look at the future. See what you think is going to happen. See how you think things are going to play out over the next year and then build your portfolio accordingly. What type of companies are going to be taking advantage if the economy does recover, if vaccines are effective? What type of companies will you want to own? In my portfolio, we can go over a few of those companies and a few of those positions and how this vaccine news is affecting it. First of all, we can look at the overall one-day returns. We're up $4,500, the one-week view. This is the past five days, I'm up $10,900. 8.81 percent so that's a very good five market days but let's go and filter by the one day view and take a look at some of these companies first of all right off the bat we have the tech sector like i said a lot of these companies benefit from the coronavirus so they actually trade down when we have good news on vaccines microsoft apple and igv which is a software etf all of these traded down a little bit like two or three percent visa and mastercard traded up and 9.8%. So the gains on these two companies mostly made up for the losses on these three. And the reason that Visa and MasterCard traded up so much is because they're kind of reliant on the economy. If people aren't spending as much money, Visa and MasterCard don't earn as much money. So it makes sense if the economy generally recovers that these companies do good regardless. I think Visa and MasterCard are just winners all around. I think you buy them in any type of environment. These two companies are two of my favorite in my portfolio. In consumer for the day, we have one notable winner, Disney. 
Disney's up almost 12% today. That's almost $1,000. So pretty good performance for one day. Obviously, Disney is one of the companies that has been very harmed during the coronavirus. They've had to shut down parks. They're still completely closed in California. They can reopen all of their business if we get a vaccine going and we get rid of the coronavirus. So it makes sense that investors want to jump into the stock. Now, Disney's a company I see a couple things happening in the future. I see them opening back up their parks, and then I also see them continuing to gain subscribers. I think they're going to report a lot of subscribers the end of this year. In December, when they report the numbers, I'm expecting it to be really good. So I hope Disney doesn't disappoint me with their subscribership growth. I anticipate a lot from Disney+. And then we have real estate. Real estate overall for the day is up $2,200. In fact, if I go to all time, I'm actually in the green overall in real estate. Just in the previous video, I was in the red by over $2,000. So obviously today was a good day to be holding REITs. If we go and look at the one-day performance, store capital is up over 9%. That's $1,100 gains. Realty Income Corp is up 6%, $271. And then Simon Property and Well Tower, which are the companies that I've been bouncing back and forth of whether I want to hold for a long time. I'm very glad that I decided to hang on to them because just today, Simon Property is up 27.8%. 27.8% in one day. That's a pretty significant hike. And then Well Tower is up 21% in a day. So these two companies have desperately struggled in this environment. It's been a very unclear path. Investors have not wanted to hold them. I've been having them in my portfolio. They've been a laggard for a very long time, but the future looks far more optimistic. So as it stands right now, with the news of a vaccine and a possible more permanent solution, I plan on holding on to these two companies. We'll see what happens in the future, but as of right now, I'm just going to continue holding them. Next up, we have the finance pie. In this, my biggest holding by far is JP Morgan. This is one of the large big banks in the US. It's my favorite out of the big banks. I think it's just the most ahead of the game, as well as it's a very diversified bank. It's ran by an amazing CEO. It's conservatively ran. I think it will sail through this recession with no issues. And just on today's news, with a vaccine being effective, it's up almost 14% in one day. That's $1,083 gained on just this holding. So JP Morgan is a company I am very happily holding right now. I'm glad I already built up this position. I think it's going to be a very relevant bank in the future. It pays a 3.5% yield right now, and it's also going to be doing share buybacks in the future. Healthcare and utilities both really didn't move that much, a little bit over 1%. And then in telecom, AT&T is up over 3%, a pretty good gain considering this company has been struggling for the past few months. And then Verizon's up over 2%. So overall, you can see the difference that just a couple days can make. Like I mentioned, in the past five days, my portfolio has moved $10,900. This is what can happen with the market. You can hold positions for a long time, that there's been no real catalyst to make those companies move, and then something happens that creates an environment more favorable for those companies. We saw that happen with Zoom at the beginning of the coronavirus, and now we're seeing it happen with these companies that have been hampered by the coronavirus when we're seeing a vaccine come out. So I think that these type of changes will continue to happen. And I'm happy owning a lot of these companies going into a healing economy. I think store capital will continue to benefit. I think Disney will continue to benefit. I think JP Morgan will and AT&T and Visa and MasterCard and so on. I think these companies will continue to get rewarded as the economy recovers. Now, I'll continue to give updates on how this big news of the vaccine plays out on the markets over this upcoming week, but let's go ahead and transition into comments and questions. I'll be responding to some of the comments in the previous episode. Before we jump into that, 
I just want to mention we do have a Patreon. It helps support the channel. There's a link in the description if you want to check it out. It gives you access to this Discord community. There's thousands of active members, and they're all very helpful in different questions. So we have discussions on career advice. We have discussions on dividends and growth investing, real estate, doing taxes, all sorts of different things. So if you want to join in on the discussion, there's a link down in the description below. And if you join now, there's a couple weeks for free. It's cancel anytime. You're not locked into anything. Okay, let's jump into some comments. Aaron says... I feel Joe has started to trade on the premise of capital gains opposed to just dividends, kind of straying away from his original premise. My original premise was I wanted to build a third-party stream of passive income. That was the goal of my portfolio. I essentially looked at things where I have my active income when I go to work and where I, I have to actively work to make every penny, right? I have to actively be doing something. I have to trade my time for it. Well, I think it's good to create multiple streams of revenue, and one of them could be passive. You can accomplish that through owning real estate or owning a portfolio that pays you interest and dividends. So I created a portfolio called the Passive Income Portfolio to build a third-party stream of income. That was ultimately the goal of it. I wanted this income to be solid income, defensive, and reliable. A lot of the companies that I initially invested in did not turn out to be that defensive. They were companies that got hampered when coronavirus happened. So I am transitioning my portfolio in some degree, but I am keeping the goal of trying to create a reliable and ever-growing stream of passive income. The way I'm doing this is I don't want to focus on companies that they pay me a dividend, but they're having capital depreciation. I don't want a company that pays me a 5 or 7% yield, but it goes down 10% a year in capital gains. That is counterproductive. There's no point in doing that. If you're earning $100 a year in dividends from a company, but it goes down in value $150, you're still coming out net negative. So that's not the situation I want. I don't want companies that are going to continually decline in value while they're paying me a dividend. I want to have my cake and eat it too. I want to have companies that grow in capital appreciation and they pay me a dividend along the way. Those are the ones I'm trying to focus on. And I think I found some that are able to do that. Target's a company that has grown its dividend and it's gained a lot of capital gains at the same time. Same with Home Depot, same with Costco, same with JP Morgan. That's when I think will continually grow its dividend, especially when it has the restrictions lifted, and I'll earn capital gains at the same time. That is what I want. I want returns with dividends. I want them with capital gains. I want to have them at the same time. So that's what I'm trying to transition my portfolio to. Derek C says, well, Mr. Carlson, you might have another I told you so moment today with the COVID vaccine announcement. I'm not going to lie, Derek. This has been a good week for I told you so moments. I've had two things work out kind of how I thought they would in the future. Not quite as soon, but I thought that they would eventually work out. One with the election being overblown with how it's going to affect the markets. And the same thing with the vaccine. I didn't think that investors had yet priced it in, and we're seeing them start to do that. And I hope to see the same thing with the economy. As it eventually recovers over time, a lot of these companies that have been unfavorable right now, I think we'll come back. I think there'll be ones that investors want to own again. We'll see how that plays out, but so far it's been a good week. Scope King 1994 says, quote, user experience, unquote, is the perfect name for greed. This is in reference to Apple and the right to repair. Someone asked me in the previous episode, my thoughts on why Apple is so restrictive over third parties repairing their devices. And my immediate thoughts with my understanding of Apple as a company, I think I understand their company fairly well. I think it's because they're obsessed with controlling everything. Apple is a very controlling company. That's one characteristic 
And it's arguable about whether that's good or bad. Some people like the control because you get to use the product in the way that Apple envisioned it to be used. And some people don't like the control because you can't change things to your liking as much as you can with other devices. But that's a characteristic about Apple. It is a controlling company. So my thought was, well, the reason they don't like third parties repairing their devices is because it could potentially change the experience of the device and Apple would lose some control over the user experience. And that's still my opinion on why I think they do it. It could be because of greed, but I think it's more because of control. Now, some people took that to mean I'm defending Apple's stance on this. I'm not defending their stance on it. If there's legislation put on the table to make Apple be more open to supporting third-party repairs, I would be in support of that. I have no problem with it. I don't think that Apple as a company would be damaged by that as well. Apple has so many forms of revenue. They have so many ways to grow their business. I do not think that an important line of revenue growth for Apple is sucking more money out of people through repairing their devices. Ian says, you have been such a huge motivation for me starting my investment journey. I remember thinking that one day I will catch up to you. Sir, thanks to this week's returns, I have now passed you. Thank you for everything. Ian, first of all, congratulations on passing my portfolio value, especially if you started when you're looking at my channel and you're saying, I want to catch up to you. And now you're past my portfolio value. You got to be investing pretty aggressively. I've been investing really aggressively over the past year. It's obviously a huge passion of mine. So that's been a major focus of mine. So if you're able to pass me doing that, that is impressive. That's really something that I think is impressive. So congratulations on that. And that shows anybody can do this. You can have anybody from different backgrounds. If they make investing an emphasis and a focus, your portfolio value is going to build up faster than you anticipate. Once you get things moving in the right direction, you figure out your finances and you figure out your budgeting, your investments will start to build up quickly. So awesome to see Ian and congratulations to you. Okay, on that note, I'm going to end this episode there. If you guys enjoyed this content, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe to the channel or like the video. Both of those are completely free and they help other people discover the content as well. So with that said, I'll see you guys next time.